he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Daniel 3.25 This will be the text of today's episode. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very hesitant um, about posting today's episode, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. I want to kind of give you some insight into the head of Nathan French here for a second, uh, into my mind, um, and that is that today's episode is actually going to be a sermon excerpt from a sermon that I preached at my home church, Apostolic Tabernacle in Jonesboro, Georgia. And the reason I've been somewhat dreading this episode is, to be honest with you, I just couldn't hardly stand the thought of posting uh, one of my own messages on the podcast. It's just not uh, my personality. If you've noticed uh, in past episodes, I really love to hear from other people. I love to hear about their sermons, their preparation process, their prayer life. I try my very best to make this podcast as little about me as possible uh, because I admire the people around me and I, I try to make it about them. But let me explain to you why I've decided to do this today. I, The content from this message, I was wanting to do it in a podcast format because I've really had it on my heart um, the last few weeks. I haven't been able to get it off my mind and so I wanted to make it into an episode for you lovely listeners. And uh, I was going to do it in that podcast kind of conversation format. And the Lord spoke to me and convicted me um, because I got the audio uh, from this message uh, from our media department at the church. They gave me the message and the Lord convicted me. And he said, Nathan, why, why won't you play apostolic preaching? Why would you not play... Uh, the anointed audio of what I was doing in that service. When you have the audio, why would you redo it in in a podcast conversation format when I've already given you the words and you've already said them? And I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of hit me like a brick wall. I said, Lord, I'm not ashamed of apostolic preaching. And so if that's what you want me to do, I will definitely put it on the show. And so that's kind of the explanation. I felt very strongly to do this. Uh, maybe somehow, some way it will bless somebody. Uh, this is a sermon uh, called May the Fourth Be With You, based out of Daniel chapter 3, preached at Apostolic Tabernacle just a couple of weeks ago. And I hope that you are blessed by it. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I've got some exciting guests lined up for you. Can't wait for you to hear from them next go around. I hope you're blessed by the episode today. Let's go. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were no doubt worried that God had left the stage of their life. They had been waiting on his encore, and they had been waiting for quite some time. You may know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They were renamed as captives of Babylon. They were smart. They had potential. And so the king of Babylon wanted them to be raised as wise men. It was hard for them because they lived in a different country and they had to learn a new language. And the people of Babylon did not serve God and that made it even harder for the young men from Israel. You see, they would not bow to the golden image and King Nebuchadnezzar could not handle it. How many knows the world can't handle it when you will not bow to their images? And so they made a new law. In Daniel chapter 3, they said, Whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, he should be cast into the midst of the furnace. You see, the world has always changed laws to support their agendas. They refused to bow. And so the Bible tells us that they bound them up and they heated the furnace seven times hotter than normal. And they threw them into the fire. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 24 says, the Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. And he rose up in haste and he spake and he said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men? Can you say three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, true, O king. Verse 25, and he answered and said, lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. Not only that, but they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I'm going to tell you tonight, and I feel a special unction from the Holy Ghost. You will never win a world that you're trying to blend into. We've got to decide in our minds that we're not going to be like the world. We're not going to act like the world. And if they cast us into the fire, the fourth is going to show up. There's a fourth that's going to show up. It's not going to hurt me. I'm going to speak into a young person's life tonight, even though I know we don't have a lot of, of our teenagers here on Sunday night. I want to remind you that if you will take a stand for God, God will take a stand for you. There is a fourth man in that fire. It was the son of God. The devil can mess with you all that he wants, but it doesn't matter when the fourth shows up. The devil can throw you in the fire if he wants, but it doesn't matter when the fourth shows up. There's something about your trial added to your stand that causes Jesus to show up. And so I, I want to close with three things. I, I'm not going to be long, but Nebuchadnezzar, he got three things wrong. They made three detrimental mistakes. And Brother Jinx is going to help me with point number one. First of all, he called them out of the fire. By the wrong names. You see in Daniel chapter 3. And verse 26. It says Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. And he spake. And he said Shadrach. Meshach. Abednego. You servants of the most high God. 
come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. You see, they had been renamed by Babylon in an attempt to convert them from worshiping Jehovah. For example, by naming Abednego, they were naming him servant of Nebo. Nebo being the Babylonian god of wisdom. Shadrach meant command of Aku, being the Babylonian god of the moon. You see, King Nebuchadnezzar made a mistake because they may have gone into the fire as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they came out as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He should have called them by their Israelite names. Because he knew at that point, they're never going to worship a Babylonian God. Those names were given in an attempt to worship Babylonian gods. But he said, come out, you servants of the Most High God. Nebuchadnezzar was saying, whoever this God is that they serve, that's the real God. I feel a special anointing in this place. You see, it's no wonder that, that, that Babylon hated their names because Hananiah means grace and mercy and a gift from the Lord. And Mishael means he who is asked for. And Azariah means Yahweh has helped. It's no wonder that they changed their names because when they're all spoken together, it says if you ask for mercy, Yahweh will help. Young people, don't let the world put a Babylonian title on you. You're not who the world says you are. You're who Jesus says you are. Somebody lift your hands right now and just begin to praise him for just a moment. I'm almost done. I'm tired of the world telling our kids how they should look. I'm tired of the world telling our teenagers how they should act. Jesus is the one who's in control. His word is the one who should lead us and guide us. I'm going to tell you something on Wednesday night of senior camp. It was a good service. It was powerful. But our youth president, Brother Michael Patterson, asked Sister Cole to come up and pray. And there wasn't a more powerful moment in that service than that when that woman opened her mouth and began to pray. I'm telling you, young people, we need that kind of power. We need that kind of power. We can't stray from that kind of power. The second mistake, and I'm moving quickly. He called God an angel. Because in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 28, it says, Nebuchadnezzar spake. And he said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't believe what he had just seen. He thought he had seen an angel, but... It wasn't an angel. It was the Son of God. Jehovah had shown up for them. And there are times when God sends angels to deliver. But sometimes Jesus is so impressed by your faith that he shows up himself. Oh, I think we ought to give God some praise for that. There's some faith in this house right now. 
There's some worship. If you would loose yourself in worship, God is looking down and he says, hold up, Michael. Hold up, Gabriel. That's the kind of faith you stay here. I'm going to take that call. When Brother Joseph Campatella preached for us a couple of years ago, we had the honor of preaching at his church last weekend. And I was reminded of the story when Sister Lucas went up to him and said, I, I feel to tell you that there's an angel here and his name is Michael. I remember seeing Brother Campatella's face turn white because he couldn't believe what he had just heard because he had been praying that Michael would show up. And I'm telling you, if you weren't in that service, I hate it for you because it was one of the most powerful things I'd ever experienced in my life. I could feel the brush of angels' wings. I could feel so much power in this room. My legs felt like jello. I couldn't even walk. I had to just get on my face and cry. All that was because of the presence of an angel. How much more should we go crazy when Jesus steps into the room? What should we do when Jesus shows up in the fire? Somebody loose yourself and speak in tongues for just a second. This isn't an angel. It's Jesus. Stand with me all over the place and lift up your hands. Stand with me and lift up your hands and begin to cry out. How should we act when Jesus shows up? If we as a church can't even stay on our feet when Michael shows up, why can we stand when Jesus walks in the room? It's not an angel, Nebuchadnezzar. It's the Son of God. mistake and that is that he used friendly fire you see friendly fire is a term used when weapon fire comes from one's own side especially fire that causes accidental injury or death to one's own forces you see the fire never hurt the Hebrew boys but it killed his own men in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 22 it says therefore because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot. The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Secondly, the same fire that wasn't so friendly to the Babylonians was ironically very friendly to the three Hebrew boys because the Bible says that they were bound when they were thrown in. In Daniel 3.21 it says, Then these men were bound. But in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25, he answered and said, I see four men loose. 
you see the fire that the enemy tried to use to kill them is the same fire that Jesus used to free them. I'm going to speak prophetically to somebody right now and this altar is open. You may have gone into this fiery trial bound. You may have thought that this was going to thing that ended your ministry. You may have thought this was going to be the thing that ended your life. But Jesus is going to take that same fire that the enemy used to kill you. And he's going to turn it around. And he's going to use that fire to burn the ropes off of your hands. It says when they came out of that fire, they walked out loose. I want you to lift your hands right now. We're about to open this altar. Whatever fire that you've been walking through, whatever trial that you've been walking through, whatever it was that tried to kill you, that's what God's going to use to save you. This altar is open right now. This altar is open right now. If you need a miracle, if you're in the fire, you ought to get up here because there's a fourth man. There's a fourth man. Gonna step into that fire. There's a fourth man.